Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. It looks like we had some technical difficulties and we may still have some uh, due to the internet connection, so I apologize for that. I uh, want to remind everyone, if you have any prayer requests, testimonies, or questions, you can get in touch with me at jasondemars.com. You can also email me at demjas at gmail.com. We are going to continue with Ephesians part 5, and we're going to be starting at verse 15. Just pray that the uh, internet comes uh, smooth here, and there's no delay with the voice or the, uh, the video here. Uh, apologize if there is. Ephesians 1, 15, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, verse 16, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So Paul, writing to the Ephesians, and he's praying, when I, when I heard of your faith, and as we spoke of before, this epistle was initially written to the Laodiceans, a church he had never visited, whereas Ephesians was a church that he started and spent much time with them. So he's saying, I heard of your faith. So it's a church that he had never visited before. And... Um, he says, I, I, when I heard of your faith, I didn't stop praying for you. Praying for what? That they would receive something very important. That is the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In John 17, verse 3, it says this. Jesus in his prayer that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. This is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ. So knowing him, being granted the spirit of wisdom and revelation, to know him. How do, you know, how do we know him? Through the spirit of wisdom and revelation. We don't know him by human learning, human knowledge. We know him by supernatural revelation. And we give thanks to the Lord for that. One moment. And what, what is the purpose to have this wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him? He says that the eye, verse 17, that, or 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Eyes that are enlightened means that you're given a knowledge that you, it was once darkness to you, now your eyes have been enlightened and you understand and know Him. It's no longer darkness to you. Your eyes have received light. 
For what? That you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. These are the things that Paul had been writing about. He's praying that the Lord would reveal these things that Paul was writing about to them. The riches of their inheritance. What is the inheritance? It is that immortality. God alone is immortal, and he gives that immortality to us. When is that? Well, we receive, we have eternal life. We were in God before the foundation of the world. We were a part of his thoughts and therefore a part of his life. However, we realize that in fullness when we receive a glorified body like unto Jesus' glorified body. So we would know, he wants us to know that. Why is it important to know this? It's the hope of our calling. He's called us to salvation. We have salvation now and will ultimately experience complete salvation when we receive our inheritance, that new body. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance. It's not just the glory of his inheritance, but the riches of his glory. There's a vast wealth that the eternal God owns, and it's going to be our inheritance as his sons and daughters. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power uh, to us word, the exceeding greatness of his power to us. God is supernatural power. God is omnipotent. And that power, it says, is to us word who believe. If you don't believe, the power is not to you. The power is there. It doesn't change whether you believe or not. But when you believe, that power is to you. Amen. According to the working of his mighty power, verse 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So what kind of power is this? It is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, and not only that, but caused him to ascend into heaven and sit at the right hand in the heavenly place. So that's the power working to us and for us is resurrection power. That's what he's working in us now. And what, what did he do for Christ? Christ was exalted. The same power that ex raised Christ from the dead and exalted Christ to his right hand is the same power that's going to raise us up and give us our inheritance. You see, Christ is spoken of in the Bible as the first fruits from the, those that slept. He's the first fruits. We're the fruits to continue at the harvest when the rapture takes place. What is that power? That, that power that is 
Almighty God, the omnipotent power that raised Christ from the dead and exalted him is the same power that will give us our inheritance. If Christ is a son and we are sons and daughters, what inheritance are we going to receive? The same inheritance as Christ. No, we're not going to be raised up to be seated at the right hand as the mediator between God and men. No, not at all. But in the millennium, we will share in his authority. Let's look at uh, Revelation chapter 2, I believe it is. And excuse me. Yeah. In the Thyatiran church ages, in, in uh, Revelation 2, 26 and 27, And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I have received of my Father. So, we will rule over the nations with a rod of iron, just like Jesus is to rule over the nation of the, of the rod of, with a rod of iron. We will share in his authority to rule over the nations with a rod of iron. So we're going to be exalted in, in Christ is exalted far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world or this age, but also in that which is to come. So Christ is now exalted above everything. There's nothing that's not under his feet. All things are under his feet. In this age and also in the age that is to come. And I want you to notice the position of the church, verse 22 and 23. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. So all things are put under Christ. Every power, every might, every dominion, every principality in this age and the age to come. All things are under his feet, and the church is under his feet as well. And he's the head, and he, and he gave him, who gave him? The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, gave to Christ to be the head over all things. Jesus said in Matthew 28, All power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Who gave it? The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, as verse 17 says it. Which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. The body of Christ is the fullness of God. Not you, not me, 
not a messenger, not Paul, but the body of Christ as a whole is the fullness of God. Isn't that astounding to think about? We are the fullness of Him that filleth all in all. The body of Christ as a whole is the expression of God. But not just us ourselves alone. The head of that body, this part, the head, is Christ. The rest of the body is the elected from the church ages. Well, I am going to just go ahead and call this to a close. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. You can reach me at jasondemars.com. May God bless you.